I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast. We are your hosts, Anastasia. And David. If this is your first time listening, this is the podcast where we humorously normalize uncertainty. We encourage and support entrepreneurs who are determined to crush it anyway. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. We cover three areas of topics in the podcast, including business, health, and relationships. We also interview guests with successful business owners who tell their what the fuck stories and share some resources to help you keep doing something. So let's all explore how no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. Welcome! Welcome to episode number... Cinco. Five. Five. Cinco, because maybe our next episode is going to be in Mexico. True, maybe. Yeah, maybe. No. One of the upcoming (laughs) I'm like, no, but at some point... Yeah. We're going to Mexico. Yay! Yay. Customer service. So yeah. we're talking about customer service today. Something yeah. I'm actually I'm actually passionate mm-hmm. about customer service, which is like a ridiculous thing I feel like to say, but it's completely true. It's you're it, you have a passion. I actually have a passion about customer Why service. Because it's something I believe so strongly and I think it's so important. And it's the number, I, I personally think it's the number one thing that makes or breaks a company. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of the big reasons that retail is imploding at the moment. Be- why do you think that is with the customer service side of retail? Why? Yeah, why is it imploding? Because the frontline staff is the face of the company and they're the least paid and the least trained. So they mm-hmm. tend to often give really bad customer service because they don't have either the training or the care. Right. And then every once in a while, you'll get that really awesome customer service person that you just love and you like come back to them over and over and they either get promoted or they don't get promoted because they're so good at where they're at and then they get frustrated and quit or go work somewhere else and go do something else for a different company. Mm, yeah. Um, so that's interesting that you come from the retail background where you have a staff of people working a storefront, but mm-hmm. we definitely in, you know, 2020, now we're in 2021, but in 2020, that shifted a lot of things to the digital space, Yeah, which isn't new. It's just now more of. Mm-hmm. So I personally have one and a half businesses <laughs> that are, <laughs> that are like half, uh, that are online specifically. And I don't talk to these customers like rarely, unless something super, big is on fire, you know, and right. um, that actually happened to me, which is like why I'm so interested in this topic right now. Mm-hmm. It's like fire under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> but I have an eBay store and I've mentioned this mm-hmm. before and it's becoming more and more passive, which is great. But the only way I communicate with people is literally through a messenger mm-hmm. and I don't talk to them on the phone. eBay will not let you like exchange phone numbers. Like it's just right. how the system works, which is kind of smart. It kind of protects me as the seller Absolutely. and I can protect the buyer. But it also can create more friction because it's customer service when they're messaging you. So And messages tend to lose message. Like it yeah. loses the tone, it loses the Like thank God for emojis. Voice. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. whoa. Um, I tend to have a friendly at least Grammarly tells me, I tend to have a friendly <laughs> nature in my messages. But yeah, something can totally totally get out of whack. And as a business owner, solo entrepreneur with the eBay store in a sense, it's like dealing with that is sometimes it rattles your whole day, mm-hmm. you know, and you just want to be like, I'm done. I quit. I'm leaving because people are, are horrible <laughs> and just, yeah. you know. So that leads us to probably the most important part of customer service, the customer. We love them and hate them at the same time. And we are all customers. Yes. And that's a thing. But a lot of customers have never been frontline staff. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it leads to this really interesting dynamic. So talk about maybe some customer interactions that you've had. (laughs) Recently. Recently. I have. I got one right here for you. I'm ready. Ready. So the eBay store just went through Christmas and I have worked some sort of retail, mostly liquor industry with Christmas. And so I know it gets busy, I know it gets crazy. We were unsure about this season because we did have about 600 items. For your store. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. all individual SKUs. And so that SKUs is item, by the way. Um, So (laughs) 
um, all individual things. So it's not like I have 500 of the same product, okay? Right. They're all different from each other because they're collectible items. Yeah. And so I knew I was going to be busy, and it was in a way, but man. And this is not like a professional thing. This is no, like the collection that you are putting on eBay, eBay yeah. to get rid of, to declutter, essentially. Uh, no. <laughs> well, make some money and just... But yeah, it's basically uh, a friend of mine was able to acquire this, um, these mm. collectibles without having to pay for them. And yeah. so, but she wasn't able to manage the store, so she brought me on yeah. to do that side of things. So we split 50-50 on profits, yeah. but I manage the store itself and she manages all the books and everything. Yeah. So it's a really cool relationship, but in Christmas time... Um, we had about 600 things listed mm -hmm. and so managing 600 different listings with the books, with the packages and all that jazz and making sure we didn't miss, you know, $500 here and there or whatnot. Yeah. Um, it was a little stressful and we of course were launching a podcast at the same time in retrospect. Don't do that. Yeah. That was <laughs> unfortunate timing, <laughs> yeah, but, but we yeah. still did it. So hey. So this gal, she messages me somewhere around like two or three days before Christmas Day. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at like December 22nd. Christmas is on December 25th, right? And she's like, hey, I want to have like all these items which added to a measly $50. Okay. Not mm -hmm. saying that's not like a price, but yeah. on the store, my store with the collectible items, it's actually pretty low. Right. So it was like, okay, we're going to, you know, give you this, give you that, blah, blah, blah. The next day is when I print the labels, which on eBay shows that we're shipping it. And she was so pissed. She was like, you're not going to get here in time and blah, blah, blah. I was like, on our site, we literally says we have three days to get it to shipping. It's a policy. Right. And so I was like, I friendly was just like, hey, this is our policy. We got it. Put it out there. You should have told us it was a big rush for you. And we could have put it up, you know, expedited it. But busy. <laughs> and because uh, right, holiday yeah and I'm being really <laughs> nice about this and then I say and in the future we definitely suggest you purchasing your items at least two weeks in advance for Christmas mm -hmm. to reduce anything like this to happen and maybe not get your you know presents on time mm -hmm. and she replied back like such a Karen I'm, I'm sorry to say that but it's so true <laughs> such a Karen she was like I can't believe that your smart ass said that to me and I was like what like smart ass I was like, where in there was it as smart as? Because I, I advised her to purchase items for right. two weeks in advance. What else did she say, though, in her message? Um, smart ass, I want my refund, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, this was so unprofessional. I own my own eBay store, apparently, mm -hmm. which I couldn't find. <laughs> and she's okay. like, I own my own eBay store, and I would never leave my customers hanging like that. I was like, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? What else? So, what else did she say, though? I'm trying to I now okay. forget if I told you something, I forgot myself. No, because uh, what's neat, though, about this is because, again, it's over text message. Yeah. So when she read your reply, like, we do suggest that you do this, she read it as snippy, mm -hmm. right, where you were just saying in a polite way. Yeah. And this is the problem with um, with messages, mm -hmm. right? Have you seen that Key and Peel episode where they're sending the text messages back and forth? Yep. It was also TikTok. It's really funny. And he's like, hey, man, do you want to hang out? And then the other guy's like, oh, I don't know. Do you really want to hang out? And he reads it like, do you even want to hang out? <laughs> and then it like oh, escalates yes, into a fight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, but it's so true because she's reading. She's already angry because it's holidays, right? She's mm -hmm. stressed out mm -hmm. because it's got to get there at a certain time. She's found this perfect thing. Uh, and she's just like sitting there clicking refresh on her computer, probably no literally joke. all night, right? No joke. Because she's like, when I is it going to ship? Label, she was just like, it's not going to be here. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. whoa. Right. Because <laughs> she has this expectation. Yeah. And because she has this deep expectation, she has, uh, it's just the story that's being told in her head. Mm -hmm. And she's taking out all of that frustration on you. And, you know, I think there's uh, the word in there that we kind of discussed earlier mm -hmm. before we started recording was this managing expectations. Yeah. And I have found that having good communication with customers, even through messages, is good. But really not communicating much <laughs> is key, too. It's like being incredibly mm -hmm. brief, mm -hmm. being incredibly concise, mm -hmm. and having all the facts before you even respond is incredibly important. Yeah. Because it just... It just helps manage the expectations of what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, this instance, I didn't get that opportunity, 
But in many mm-hmm. other instances, I'm thinking in the past, and I'm sure you can too, is that yeah. managing expectations and boundaries with customers are incredibly important. Uh, but also, typically, it's probably the biggest gray area. Because talking about policies, you mentioned the policy, like we have you know three days to get it to shipping. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about return policy. Because yeah. <laughs> this is probably anyone who's worked in retail um, knows the return policy is everywhere mm-hmm. on everything. Mm-hmm. Anytime you buy something, it's on the back of the receipt. Uh, and then people come back and they're like, hey, I've had this for two years and it suddenly doesn't work. I would like to return it. <laughs> and right. it's like, And you know, no. I really, I'm not going to say blame, but mm-hmm. I really attribute why that is, is because of places like Walmart where they're like, we'll literally take dirty shoes that you've worn for two years. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know. Do they really? Yes, you can. I thought you had like a 30 day or something. No. I don't even, I don't it return stuff now, very often. Now they've kind of caught up to some things like TVs around Super Bowl and, you know, okay. things like that. But it was uh, definitely a thing. And there's actually a day, I forget, I think it's the 7th, 7th of Return January? anything day? Return anything day from Christmas. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there's literally like a day, at least in the States, and mm-hmm. it's it's not widely celebrated per se, well, but it's definitely known. I'll give you two sides to that because, um, so I think I talk about it, but so my vitamin store that I had, um, in one of the, it was the worst store in the company, I think (laughs) second to last. And I got it into second place. Um, yeah. And they were going to close it. It was a terrible situation because they hired me into that manager position, Mm -hmm. relocating me to a different city knowing they were likely going to close that store in 30 days. Oh, I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, so this is a, that's, that's a whole other retail corporate thing. corporate move, though. That Total corporate move. Yeah, it's yeah. infuriating. Mm. But little did they know, I turned it into the number two store in the company within just a few, within like six months. And was that through customer service? Through my return policy. Uh-huh. Uh, I pretty much just took anything back, swapped it out. 90% of the time, I sold them something extra. When they returned it, they were like, hey, this didn't work. I don't want it. Yeah. Bring it back. GNC is going to be a jerk. I mean, the other vitamin company is going to be stingy. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. I think um, can. The other one is going to be, you know, stingy and whatever. Um, just bring it back to me. I'll get you something else because I want this product to work for you. Mm. Um, and the other thing is I was in retail forever, right? So whenever – and we just get – belittled and berated every single day and so you just have to turn it off and you have to understand that when she's mad like when they're sending these scathing messages it's not really at you it's not your fault it has nothing to do with you Mm -hmm. it's really what's going on in them and you know i found as a consumer yeah whenever i'm talking to anyone and this is i can actually attribute this to a recent event as well yeah family i have an airbnb that I was operating over over New Year's. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of shit happened in December. Good it's a rough month. Bad. And I feel for... like, like, it was like that New Year, so it was like 2020 New Year's on its way out. Yeah. And it was just like one more jab in Anastasia's life. It's like, I'm <laughs> so, going to get her. Take so, this, Anastasia. 2020 is just right. there plotting. So just to sum up what happened, my mom has a timeshare. Um, totally regretting it. And so she has five units at this place in Orlando. Don't do that. (laughs) So she was like, I need to, uh, book these somehow on Airbnb. And I was like, okay, I can take care of that because I know how to do Airbnb. And she's 64 going on 65. It's not her world. So I was like, okay, yeah, I can take care of that. And you booked it. It was great. It was fine. Well, unfortunately, the timeshare place, somewhere miscommunication happened. And I'll take responsibility for it because... Ultimately, it is my responsibility. Um, Where timeshare week was between literally Christmas Day on December 25th, check in, mm -hmm. check out on January 1st. Okay. Mm -hmm. These properties are in Orlando. I'm in Colorado. Like, I can't just drive up and fix the problem. But what happened was I booked them an extra day. So they were leaving on January 2nd on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. They were literally going to get kicked out on the 1st. By interval, um, <laughs> I will say your name. <laughs> you don't own it. <laughs> On interval. And they were like, we can't budget. We have no extra rooms. When actually, they actually do. But long story. Yeah. So 
uh, timeshare stuff. So I was like, when I found this out, I found out from one of the clients that were literally checking in and they called me and they said, hey, we're going to be booked out here on the first and not on the second, which we have with you. Where are they going to stay? These are people that are flew into Florida. Mm-hmm. And I have five units that are now going to be kicked out on the first. And so I'm like, on New Year's Eve, I have to find a place in Orlando, in the area, within budget, for these people to stay. And, of course, I have to pay for it. And so I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. So I was literally on the phone. I called you because I was freaking out, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, these people are going to be sleeping in the bus station. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. I'm literally calling every single person I can possibly talk to in these hotels, resorts, and even at the timeshare property. And even though I'm stressed, I'm pissed, I know if I want to get what I want or help, I yeah. have to be very nice to these people Absolutely. and I will be nice to these people. And if I'm nice to them, they will work with me in some ways Yeah, to the customer so, service agents that you're calling to correct. try and make the arrangements. So I'm calling hotels yeah. or talking to whoever to mm-hmm. get these done. Well, here's the weird thing with Orlando because Orlando, in my opinion now, <laughs> is it's just a scam city. Um, I'm talking to all these properties, Hyatt's, uh, you know, all these different types of resorts. And a mm-hmm. lot of them are also timeshare related, even yeah. the hotel brands like Hilton's. And I'm like, what? So you cannot pay for credit card over the phone. You can only book two nights. You can't book one. And like all sorts of stuff was happening. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy. We're literally just going to come out even or we're going to go under. We're going to be in the red. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we got to figure this out. So I'm talking to. And I want to point that out real quick too. A lot of times to in order to give the best customer service to get a repeat customer, mm-hmm. you have to be willing, if there was a mistake made, you have to be willing to lose money. Yeah. And you you guys were. You guys oh were my ready gosh, for that. I yeah. was freaking out. Because so. I felt like, you know, I felt horrible. Yeah. So one instance, I was talking to um, a gal at the Hyatt and one of the one of my um, guests, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what they call them on Airbnb, guests, uh, she had a dog with her. And so she, so when oh, I found that out, no. I was like, what? <laughs> so I had to call all these places again to see if they could accept a dog case. No, 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 no. Yeah. I talked to the Hyatt. I talked to the front person in the desk, and she's like, it's $150 non-refundable deposit on top of the room, on top of the resort fee, on top of the parking fee. And I was like, yeah. this is literally the entire amount they gave me for the resort that they're staying at. Like, this is mm-hmm. ridiculous. And yeah, so I talked teaser. to her. Yeah, I was like, let me tell you what's happening to me and see if you can help me in any way possible. Yeah. And so she was totally open to waive the entire pet fee. What? Yeah. Nice. Things like that. Save me 150 bucks here. Save me 20 bucks there. Save me like Because you were people. open and honest and you were friendly. Uh, what I literally told were, people, uh-huh. I said, I need your help. Mm-hmm. I messed up and I'm trying to make it right. Please help me out. And these people were so nice. Yeah. And a lot of them, even I go to Starbucks and I'm nice to people in customer service. Mm-hmm. And I'll get a free drink. Yeah. <laughs> you it's know. because they've been, everyone is so, ex, it's, they have expectations. Mm-hmm. And it's even at Starbucks, like, this doesn't taste right. How dare you? isn't spelled right. I saw you put two and a half pumps instead of two and three quarters pumps. Oh, and Lord. then, like, Editing. oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they are so, people are so weird mm. about stuff. But here's the thing is I've also, um, this kind of rounds about to who you are as a person as well as an entrepreneur or business owner. Mm-hmm. So I remember working in the roofing industry mm-hmm. and one of the sales guys, if he answered his own door at his house, because mm-hmm. he was, you know, he would knock on doors to sell roofs. So if he's at his own house and, and someone knocks on the door and they're trying to sell anything, uh-huh. he literally will be like, you have 10 seconds for me to keep this door open. Wow. So here's the thing. If you're Rude. doing exactly where you're going <laughs> to purchase, like you're a business owner, you're going into another business and you're acting like a brat. Yeah. That reflects so much on you and how you're a business owner. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about so relationships funny. and how like you really... If you're going on a date with somebody at a restaurant or a coffee shop, you see how they treat the other person. Yeah. Like the barista the, or yeah, the waiter. The server. It's the same thing for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and business owners. How do you treat customer service in other areas? Are totally. You, are you trying to attract attract with honey or are you being a bitter Karen Richard? I actually love when people try and sell me something. <laughs> I'm like, number one, the biggest sucker. Because <laughs> like, especially network marketers, mm-hmm. right? I'm at like Walmart and I'm looking at something and, and that guy comes up like a little bit too close, you know, and he's like, hey, 
Have you ever tried that before? And I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> like, I'm looking at like a Sprite, right? And he's like, have you ever had that Sprite before? Because he's just trying to do something, right? I'm like, no, blah, blah, blah. Engage me. Let's talk for a second. And he's like, hey, you look like a sharp guy. Have you thought about keeping your career options open? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, tell me more. <laughs> right? Because I don't want to like... We hate them. We hate it. We all know that it's coming, and we get so irritated. Mm -hmm. But that's their first time right. ever trying anything entrepreneurial. So I'm always like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey. That's really nice of you. But that's also enabling bad sales behavior, by the way. So just yes, but it's giving them a little bit of confidence. Because it's scary to go talk to someone you don't know and say, hey, do you want to buy this thing from me? Mm -hmm. Granted... Multi-level marketing does a lot of things wrong. They do do a lot of things right. Mm -hmm. Also, I said doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but they do a lot of things right. So let's talk but a little bit ahead. about like um, setting the expectations early with customers. Yeah. Now, it's a little harder to do. More hard. Mm, trying to get grammar right I think here. harder works. Harder yeah. to do with retail. But... Um, no, because it's written everywhere. <laughs> and people Correct. read all of the policies all the time. Oh yes, definitely. they read signs. Yeah, and they, they definitely the read the signs and all that. And they read the prices <laughs> underneath the item that they're asking about. Oh, they never say how yeah. much is this. Check the the tag on the price item to the actual item itself. Make sure it's in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, correctly. So yeah. they definitely. So definitely all those. Things. Just writing it down is enough to <laughs> set policy expectation, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So with retail, it's a little more difficult to uphold certain expectations early. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing, especially, you know, most of our audience members, uh, at least that we think we know of, um, <laughs> are either doing it themselves or they have a small staff. And they're uh -huh. usually not in a retail kind of situation yet, at least. So, or at least, at least that was what we know. So mm -hmm. they're talking to customers. They're mm -hmm. literally on the phone with them selling, you know, packages or a car or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's more of a intimate touch with your customers. And I feel like when you have that intimate touch, you're able to really clearly set expectations and standards. Because like with me, mm -hmm. when I was selling coaching packages or I was dealing a speaking deal, mm -hmm. I was like, expect this, expect that. Okay. What are your expectations that we have not covered yet? Because I wanted to hear on their end what they were really looking for. And I think that's something that's really not put out there as much. I think that's a huge question to ask, actually. Um, not just do you have any more questions, mm -hmm. but what expectations do you have that we haven't covered? Exactly. That's a huge shift. I've never said it that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll often be like, so any more questions? Did we, not, did we cover everything? And everyone always says, no, <laughs> no, uh, no more questions. Right. I think it all sounds good. Mm -hmm. And then like two days later, it's like, hey, this thing. <laughs> right. But, well, I even talk about a uh, refund or whatever policy yeah. that day before we even sign anything. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, especially in other coaches in the consulting mm -hmm. space, that's rarely done. Yeah, I agree. Um, they may say like you have like seven days as most states you have like five day regret kind of policy. <laughs> like yeah. you regret your decision, you can call and get a refund. Yeah. But um, they don't talk about what about 30 days? What mm -hmm. about 60 days? Mm -hmm. So I really laid down the expectations early and I, I literally, all of the clients I've worked in the past were still great friends. Yeah. Even if they had to do a refund or come out of a program. And it's like, and the reason is because expectations were laid early. But this was a intro session like you had a one-on-one -on -one conversation like mm -hmm. hey this is what's going to happen this is what you're going to get mm -hmm. and when you have a hundred people a day or more and you've got two minutes to talk to them you can't do that depends right yeah. i mean it always or, depends on which what you're talking about who you're talking to you can't do it in the same way correct rather yes yeah. so i think there's there's something that's missing especially right now in customer service is if you're able to have a high touch mm -hmm. low tech modality to your customer service is really key because how many times have we tried to get a hold of Verizon, your internet provider, <laughs> your energy provider, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like you absolutely hate doing it. So you yeah. will just suffer from whatever is going on, low Wi-Fi or like your power. And out. they do it intentionally. <laughs> they make it so yeah. horrible to get in touch with someone. And we all really yeah. hate it. 
We do. So moving into kind of like, even we have bots now that are trying to create a, a higher touch feel, right? When you get well, these chats. So what's happening, and just so you know, um, the customer service, the phone customer service, I did that for a long time. Mm-hmm. That industry is almost gone. Mm-hmm. We have artificial intelligence that's capable enough to handle actual conversations with people. Right. So that's going to be rolled out like in the next couple of years. Maybe. I don't know, because I just talked to Apple because <laughs> I had to get a new computer. Uh-huh. And so I called up Apple um, and yeah, it was AI, very smart AI for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but it could, obviously it can only get you so far. And so I did yeah. have to talk to a rep. Um, it was actually well, for a sale, right? Yeah, give it a couple years. But it was interesting how far Apple could go before mm-hmm. I actually needed to talk to somebody. Yeah. And so it was, it was very interesting. And I think AI is a great way instead of doing like press one for, oh my God. A little bit better. You know how many times I have actually memorized the dials I need to make in order to get to the person or department? I just hit zero (laughs) until I get to someone. But then they got caught onto that too. So now now zero just like says goodbye. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) They're just like, dang it. Then you got to start with one. One, 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 one. Goodbye. Two, 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 two. But we all, but yeah. Let's talk a little bit about putting out customer service fires. Now, I think you have a lot of Mm -hmm. great stories with that because I think any industry, you're going to have a fire to put out. I mean, freaking Airbnb and and eBay, who knew? But with you, you not only have retail, you worked on a ranch, you have this business, you have like various businesses you've worked into (laughs) that have different customers. So talk about what how to approach or what you've done or what you've seen that helps settle a fire with a customer and really comes out in a better resolution so um like we said setting the expectation early so when they come back and they have an issue Mm -hmm. they kind of already know what to expect so and we were talking about if you have a lot of people uh what i like to do is have like a little script that i cover with every customer Mm -hmm. every time Mm -hmm. And that was one of the number one things that took my vitamin company to the top because I told our story. I told, um, like, I knew all the sales. And then I would um, basically tell them the re- return policy verbally all within the span of about two minutes. Right. Um, so when they had an issue, say this thing didn't work, they would come back. Um, I could fix it for them faster. Mm-hmm. The other big thing is really just having patience which is my strong point <laughs> that a lot of people don't have. Um, but letting the customer vent for as long as they need to vent mm-hmm. until they're done venting goes a long way. It's That's true. They got to get their energy out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you want to take a lap while I'm yelling at me? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you got to listen, just take notes and really listening to what the actual like concern is or the actual problem or what's actually going on. Because uh, buried in their 20-minute rant, sometimes longer, is the actual issue. Yeah. Um, and I, also, I worked on the phones, too. So I worked for Sprint customer. I mean, I worked for a cell phone carrier's customer service. Can we say <laughs> brand names? I think they can. You're not is working that a for thing? me. You're a W-2, so it's whatever. But is you it have to like sign a, a don't thing? tell stories outside of your workplace. Yeah. No, I don't know. Then, Probably. Okay. You mean, did I, did I read the policy? Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> credit you're cards? Do you have HIPAA problems? Like, I think anything other than HIPAA you can talk about, so whatever. Probably. Um, but anyway, so, but yeah. And so then it's even more. People feel like they are, they're so much more emboldened mm-hmm. where, when they're on the phone and it's not face-to-face confrontation. Especially in the chat. Yeah, and even more yeah. so chat to chat, mm-hmm. right? Then they're just like, let me send you a paragraph or three, which is what I do when I'm Whole angry. Chapter. Yeah, it's in my book. So basically, but, you say we suck. Got it. <laughs> but when there is an issue, right, mm-hmm. it's really listening, trying to find the actual issue, having the patience, and not taking it personal. Because again, so this is actually a huge dynamic shift, right? So for an entrepreneur, this, these are our babies. This is our love. We are putting everything, whether it's into this book we're trying to sell, and someone comes back and says, this book sucks, I want a refund. Mm-hmm. That's hot. That hurts. Mm-hmm. If someone says these vitamins suck, I'm like, I didn't make them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me get I you something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't do that, right? Yeah. Um, so it is very hard, but 
if you can listen to them and say, hey, or just ask the question, like, well, like you said, what was your expectation of the book? Mm -hmm. What was your expectation of my program? What was mm -hmm. your expectation of my products? Um, and then hearing it and then fixing it. Mm -hmm. So whether it's just giving them a refund immediately as fast as you can, that's usually fixes everything. Yeah. If there's an issue, like, um, and I see it a lot too in, in the business chat rooms too. They're like, hey, I created this whole membership program. Someone signed up. Uh, they want a refund. Should I give them a refund? Yes. <laughs> give it to them as fast as you can. Because mm -hmm. it's not that they hated your program. And maybe they did, but they don't hate you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not about you. <laughs> Yet, <laughs> keep their money. Yeah. Then they'll hate you, right? <laughs> Um, but if you give them a refund, say, hey, I'm really sorry this didn't work out for you. Um, was there something that could have been better? Did you need something else? Or how was it misrepresented? Then you're learning. You can better your product and you can help future customers. And if you preserve that relationship, they're going to buy something else from you later. Mm -hmm. Like my favorite thing is returns. Literally. <laughs> you're like, oh, this didn't work out. Well, we have this, this other instead. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Um, you know, I think this is that's a really key because, you know, people asking, do I give the refund back? It's this interesting mentality that we have. And I'm assuming you're talking about like business programs, yeah. coaching programs. Like when it's our programs. own whatever. Yeah. yeah and, and just to kind of dive into, and I think we've talked about this in one of our recordings in the past, but um, when in the coaching, consulting, personal development world, mm -hmm. we have this interesting culture that you don't give refunds to people because that's them quitting on themselves and that may be true mm. but okay. <laughs> it's like okay there's there's accountability yeah and then there's just fear of letting go of the sale or you trying to really fluff up something that you're trying to build in yourself mm -hmm. and i've had coaches in the past and i've known people in this industry that are just like if they sign up for my program after five days they're locked in for the entire year for mm -hmm. tens of thousands of dollars right. and it's like okay great but when it comes to the point where they're like they're not doing anything with it they're literally not getting results out of it, mm -hmm. it you're you know if people aren't doing things mm -hmm. and they're not getting results from things that's on them yes mm -hmm. but then they come and they say hey i'm looking for a refund oh now it's your reputation mm -hmm. and now it's your name that's mm -hmm. in question you know, it's like, look, I'm not able to, uh, for as a customer, I'm not able to continue this program because it's giving me triggers. I actually had a friend that said that to me. He's like, I'm not, I decided to get out of the program because it was really triggering a lot of things I hadn't dealt with yet. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't ready for the content. Okay. And so when he called up this person and said, hey, I want to be out of the program because of X, Y, and Z, this coach was just like, nope, you signed a contract. Mm -hmm. He literally had to get lawyers involved. And that's... It, it makes it harder for everyone. It actually hurts the industry. Exactly. Think, like too. clients of mine where yeah. they weren't actually able to get results that they wanted or really engaging in the content because they weren't ready. And that's totally a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we thought that they were ready and they just weren't. And right. they get like, look, I can't even pay rent. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get you <laughs> out of the program. You know yeah. what I mean? And they refer people to me. Yeah. But if you don't do that, they're mm -hmm. not going to refer people to you. Right. And so it's, it's this interesting I guess you could say stigma in personal development, business development, where it's like, no, I'm holding them accountable. It's like, to a point. Yeah. But then it gets sour real fast. Right. You're not helping anyone. Right. And so my thought, because I, I don't do high-end coaching programs. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought about diving into that. Um, and then I, actually, and then 2020 happened and everything <laughs> shut down. <laughs> so, <laughs> went a whole different route. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I love the startup beginning phase, right? So because that's when you really find out like where the hangups are. And a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of emotional mm -hmm. growth that has to happen before we're comfortable doing a Facebook Live and getting on camera and like even releasing our writings to the world or crafting like whatever, you made this invention, put it mm -hmm. together and then it's like exposing yourself to the world, right? That's really deep in there. Um, and if we're not, if we haven't dealt with like our insecurity and people either judging our stuff harshly, mm -hmm. there's no way we can be successful. Mm -hmm. And so even though we paid $10,000 for this course of X, Y, and Z of how to run my business, 
if I can't make a phone call because I'm too scared to pick up the phone, that $10,000 is pointless, right? Exactly. Some people, and you know, uh, mm -hmm. you and I both know Raza Aziz, good friend. Yeah. And we like Raza. What up, Raza? Hey, Raza. <laughs> He's a fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he had a really cool way of putting this, and he did it for a while and then realized it wasn't something that he wanted to continue. Mm -hmm. But he worked for a very large company that had a lot of awesome things coming from it. But it was very expensive. And so a lot of people, because they put in, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars, sometimes that can actually handicap people to not mm -hmm. do anything. Right. And so um, they weren't doing a lot of a lot of people weren't doing things, and he's yeah. just like because they weren't ready, right? Mm -hmm. And again, refund policy, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so he branched off, and years later, he created uh, something where he was literally just, you know, tiptoeing people to things mm -hmm. like this is how you do this. Let's go do it. Okay, this is how you do this. And similar to what you do, you know, setting up yeah. a landing page, you literally walk them through the whole thing. Right I'm there with right them. There. Yeah. yeah, that's, I think it's the and most important. And some people need that in the beginning mm -hmm. or even in the middle or the end to really get things done. Yeah. And so I thought that was I really still need key. it. So I think it's really important. That's part of the awareness piece, but it's also mm -hmm. the, the business owner's awareness piece. Where is this person in this journey? Yeah. Can I actually help them with this? Yeah. Or do they need some a precursor so that they can do this? Yeah. And that's really important because a lot of people will just close the sale because it's a sale mm -hmm. and they'll like they'll figure it out. No. <laughs> like yeah. let's be really transparent. And authentic with this and stop pretending that, you know, everyone's going to do what they're supposed to do in this program. Mm -hmm. That's not true. And this is where the term really comes in, customer service. Mm -hmm. Are you actually serving your customer or are you expecting the customer to serve you? Oh, oh. Right oh. I just thought of that. Yeah. I just made that up. <laughs> that was really That's good. That's a good quote in <laughs> Um, no, that is excellent because I think a lot of business owners, they really can put at least their, mm -hmm. themselves on a pedestal, Yeah. especially if they're very well seen or have a very reputable resume. Or if they're at the beginning and they're struggling to pay rent too. Mm -hmm. Like it's scary to say, hey, they didn't like this. I need to give them their money back. If they even have the money now. Yeah. Which that sucks. And it's like, or if this... Um, so I'll give an example because I'm ter I'm good at talking in generals. So mm -hmm. let me give a better example. Um, and this is back in my vitamin world days. Um, so a customer. So I had an employee, and we have to talk about this too. Um, but so I had an employee. She was pretty new, and I like I have the philosophy: pretty much say yes, and then we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the authors or one of the people in the secret came out with a thing about this. It was like like one of the first personal development books I read. So I'm totally just thinking of Jim Carrey and Yes Man. <laughs> so yeah, similar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so she says, say yes, then figure out how. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, we'll make it work. It's totally cool. So we have a customer calls in. He says, I want to buy uh, $200 worth of protein. Mm -hmm. Like $20, like a $30 sale of protein is a good sale mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. So he's buying like a lot of protein so it's gonna get big. <laughs> yeah so it's like two bags and he's so we just got the shipment in there's yeah. boxes all over the store she doesn't know how to read the shipment thing because she's pretty new but um he calls in he says i want to get 200 dollars worth of protein um isn't there she's like yeah it's probably in one of these boxes why don't you come on in and we'll have it for you wasn't there mm. because it just didn't come in so he's pretty mad because he has to drive all the way across town and then he's like out and all that. Yeah. yeah and he's like you <laughs> said it was here and it's not here yeah. and i'm super angry <laughs> <laughs> um and when is it gonna get here and it turns out like one of the flavors is on back order because it's just out for a while um so i come in and she's like crying she's like i messed up and it's like reasonably because he yelled at her yeah. and she's like 20 <laughs> right 20 100 pounds you know, whatever yeah, yeah for sure. like literally <laughs> um and so i come in and i'm like okay well, let's figure this out so i gave him a call and i was like hey you know i understand and i just let him know like uh she thought it was in the store we had all these boxes uh she's a little bit new it wasn't there 
and said, hey, I'm sorry. And he's like, well, I need this for blah, blah, blah. And she took the payment. She already took his money. Mm -hmm. So he prepaid for it, oh, came yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had to um, ship it to him, get it to his house, overnight it. I uh, just took it out of the inventory. So we lost probably a whole bag on it. So it was like, you know, it cost us $300 to get it to him because we had to expedite it and oh, ship it out to him. Yeah, it's yeah. heavy. But, you know, you but we got a good it to repeat him. customer with $200 worth of product. So, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. So she got her sale. We got him the product. Uh, everyone was happy. Mm, you know, I think a lot, and we're going to wrap up here, but I think a lot of business owners just think of one sale at a time. Yeah. And they don't think about customer retention, yeah. customer uh, reviews, <laughs> and yeah. customer referrals. Because mm -hmm. especially in like, protein world in workout protein world you got a lot of other friends who are taking lots of protein too at the gym mm -hmm. and so you talk yes you know and so it's like you know we we talked about uh all sorts of things like podcasts softwares and like what do people other people use and mm -hmm. even cars and oh what kind of food delivery service do you use right mm -hmm. so it's referrals may not be 100 percent of your business but it sure is a lot of your representation and yeah. uh, reputation of your business. Yeah. So really thinking long term with customer service is key. Now, you will get the Karen and the Richard and the what are their children's name? Doris or something like that. No, it's a grandmother. Doris. <laughs> Doris. Um, yeah. Freaking Sorry, Doris. Man. <laughs> but you get that stereotype yeah. every now and then, and there's just no pleasing them, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's, it's always unfortunate, but again, you can't take it personal. Mm -hmm. You just have to just let them be angry yeah. and move on, right. right? And help the customers that love your service, that love your product. Um, you know, mostly when it comes to people who complain, mm -hmm. like with, with this whole Airbnb situation I had, there was one gal that wasn't responding well and mm -hmm. she wasn't bad, but she was not responding well just because she doesn't do change well, I think. That's but yeah. um, that's definitely. Yeah. Um, so I was like, here, here's a bottle of champagne for New Year's. Here, oh. let me pay for your Uber. Here, let mm -hmm. me do this for you. Here, let me do that for you. Because I was like, as long as I am engaged in the conversation, I'm listening to your needs, I ask you, what are, what ideas do you have? That's what I, I even said that. I was like, what ideas do you have? That's a really good phrase, actually. And, you know, I sent her, uh, you know, $100 worth of restaurant vouchers. Thank you. <laughs> I called her and I was like, I need restaurant vouchers. Um, so I sent her $100 in restaurant vouchers. Well, I think she heard gift card. And so when she looked at the restaurant vouchers, she's like, I can't even use these. You know. Oh. And so I was like, okay, well, what, what ideas do you have? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, well, I can't even use these to get lunch. I was like, well, would you like lunch paid for? She's like, absolutely. So I sent her 50 bucks in Venmo. Okay. You know, I paid a lot. But she still <laughs> so, wasn't happy, right? And she was fine. Okay. She wasn't happy, but she wasn't angry. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But really when it comes to people who are just continue to complain or even this eBay person, it's like they just don't feel like they're listened. Yeah. They, they feel like they're not being taken care of. And that's all they want to know is like, are you engaged and are you helping? Because one of the other Airbnb guys, <laughs> uh -huh. he even, how because how COVID is working, mm -hmm. he had to be the second guest in that unit. And mm -hmm. I didn't know this, of course, until the day before because COVID things are changing every day yeah so because it's a timeshare the housekeeping wouldn't come in until the end of the entire timeshare week so he's right. coming in the middle of the week so housekeeping's not going between these two guests right so i told him i was like look we can completely cancel this if you want or um you you come in with a squirt bottle and some paper towels <laughs> and do some cleaning and change your sheets yeah. and he was and he was totally on board with it and i gave him a free day yeah. And I was like, here, you do that. If you want to do that, that's great. Well, apparently the last guest was a pig. And she brought in all of this horrible like, like, stuff, beer everywhere. Party. It yeah. was like trashed. So he had to clean the whole thing. And he called me and he was like, this is more than what we thought it was going to be. We're really upset. So I paid 50 bucks for the lunch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I feel like I just paid so much. Um, I paid 50 bucks for the lunch. I gave him happens. the champagne. And mm -hmm. he decided to stay at that unit. And even though clean it, two hours of cleaning, he did. Yeah. And I was like, and then he was going to, like, propose to his girlfriend. So I was like, yeah. crap. So now I have With to move chef. you. And he, yeah, and he had a hired chef. And I had to move him. And it was on, the, on that day. And I was like, let me get you one of the best places in Orlando for that. And I did. Mm -hmm. And we made very little money from that stay. Mm -hmm. But he was like... Thank you so much for being here for me. Yeah. And I was like, that's all I want. Absolutely. I just want you to be there for them and help take care of them. Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah. One of, um, when I was on the phones too, so when I was working phone customer service, mm -hmm. after their 20 minute rants, <laughs> one of my favorite things to say was, uh, how can I make this right for you? Mm -hmm. And when you think, you know, they're going to want six months of free whatever or something else, they just want like a $10 credit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Pay for my Uber. Okay. Yeah. So just by asking, you can save yourself a lot of money mm -hmm. because you, like, you might think it's like the worst thing ever, but they're, because they're like shouting for half an hour, right. but really they're just mildly inconvenienced. Mm -hmm. And they're like, can you just get me a free drink tonight? A thing? Right. Or get some lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me a free upgrade to whatever. And yeah. one thing I notice is that you give them um, what they ask for, mm -hmm. but then you give something extra. That helps. Like the champagne bottle with this Airbnb. Yeah. Like I had it delivered to their doorstep mm -hmm. so that they could, I mean, it wasn't expensive. It was like right. cooks cheap, <laughs> like, cause I was getting five of them. <laughs> so the I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, enjoy your happy new year. I know it's not an expensive bottle of champagne, but here mm -hmm. you go. Yeah. You know, and they're all really appreciative of so it, it's it's service, mm -hmm. customer service, not yeah. customer take. Yeah, and uh, so one of my like I have so customer service mm -hmm. is really actually dealing with issues. Mm -hmm. um, it's problem solving. It is problem solving, and so it's usually if you can get ahead of customer service, that's the most helpful thing. But usually, it's like a problem happened, and customer service needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, sales to me is active customer service mm -hmm. where you're actually finding a problem that a customer has or a potential customer has before they realize it's a problem. So they're two sides of the same, co mm -hmm. the same coin. So I think sales and customer service are so really linked. But they don't talk to each other sometimes. In, they should, but they don't. Yeah. In larger businesses. Yeah. They don't necessarily talk to each other. Yeah. And that's, and that's a... A problem for mm -hmm. a business owner. So if you're a business owner and you have a team and you have a sales area and then you also have a customer service or a fulfillment area, mm -hmm. you really need to listen to sales feedback and customer feedback and make sure the two know what the other is saying. Because, yeah. man, um, when I was doing sales for Brian Tracy and um, Jack Canfield. Like, that one guy on, that on his name. he wrote a book. Uh, I was like, name's kind of not John. Uh, Jack Canfield. <laughs> Great, just didn't work. Uh, so Brian Tracy and Jack Canfield, who was a third party that was making these sales. Uh, and so I'm, you know, calling up these people. And sometimes they would call me back because they're like, hey, I bought the coaching and I don't want it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of all that jazz. And so, yeah, I would talk to them and I'd be like, hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. what's happening like I'm totally open to giving them a free refund but I kind of we want to know some feedback yeah and that's really important just asking that be like we'd like to know you know feedback why you decided to return this or say no whichever mm -hmm. and uh, they'll tell you be like well I just realized I really don't want to talk about the problems I have that's usually what they would tell me interesting and I would be like Tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. David, tell Another me more. great phrase that I love. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, learn from that. Yeah. So I'd be like, okay, or I'll say expand on that. <laughs> and uh, they'd be like, well, you know, I know you. I've talked to you. You've already kind of did a little mini coaching session with me because part of the sales with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'll tell you, you know, that usually has to deal with drugs, porn, an affair, or some secret life. It's always those things with the, with this this so, customer base at least. It was so, so juicy. Interesting. Yeah, I got stories there. <laughs> interesting stories. Stories for later. Um, Tune yeah. in, guys. But we'll get some um, of those. yeah, so, like this one guy who was like, because I have a porn addiction and mm -hmm. I just I just I'm just not ready to tackle it. Hmm. And talking through that and being like, well, yesterday you were, but today you're not. So tomorrow will you be ready again? Yeah. You know, and just asking those questions and seeing mm -hmm. like. Are you really wanting kind of the cover of our podcast? Are you really wanting to take courage and take action on this? Yeah. Or do you are you trying to give in to fear and weasel out of it? Yeah. Interesting. And so they usually stayed. Okay. Unless there was like some financial burden because they're like, I didn't tell my husband and now he's pissed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, obviously you gotta have some conversations about that. <laughs> you weren't like, well, why don't you put your husband on the phone and let's have a three-way conversation here and really right. get to this issue. Well, some people would lie to me that they're not married. Because they would know that I was, I would like to get consent from the yeah. spouse, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, and it wasn't in that much of a coaching. It was like $2,500. But yeah. it was like, 
in some homes that's significant a big deal. enough. Yeah. yeah. In some homes that's a very big deal. And so I was like, what would your spouse say about this? And they'll be like, oh, I'm not married tomorrow. <laughs> oh, found out you're married. <laughs> you know. Web of lies, you customer. Yeah. <laughs> Customers are a beautiful thing. They can be challenging, but I think and overall... And yet, they're still the most important part of any business. But I think overall, as a business owner or salesperson, mm-hmm. how you show up, how you decide to be transparent and authentic mm-hmm. and really come from service is really how it's all going to play out in the end. Yeah, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. So, David, we've come to the part of the podcast where I ask you, what's the number one thing that stood out for you or you learned for yourself in this podcast? So... I mean, not necessarily, I didn't learn it, but I think the number one thing, like my number one takeaway is handling customer complaints as quickly Mm -hmm. and fast and efficiently as possible, Mm -hmm. like fixing it right away. Um, Whether it's a refund, be willing to lose money, um, just fix the issue because Mm -hmm. it it is long-term gain. Um, What about yourself? Enough about me. Um, what I think I didn't necessarily learn, but I think I definitely validated mm-hmm. was having flexibility with your return policies is is customer service. Yeah, being so hard and steadfast on things, it, it you know, unless you're doing a bank loan, like I mean, really, not being so hard and steadfast on your refund policies, and just really focus on taking care of your customers. Yeah that's your refund policy mm-hmm. is really key yeah i like it mm-hmm. so the yeah, i don't know what the fuck i'm doing podcast idkwtf i'm doing <laughs> i got i got excited <laughs> i like your podcast name so, <laughs> <laughs> so click subscribe ring that bell share this with a friend put in the comments if you want to have us talk about certain things or ideas or whatever and what was cool. the number one thing you guys learned about this today or what's the number one thing that stuck out to you yeah awesome sucks well thanks everybody we'll we'll see you on the next episode we'll see you again i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and hey whoever you are you're my favorite person